the Great West College Hockey Podcast from the Summer Skate Studios is brought to you by Liberty University. Bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHAM1 program on the East Coast. See us at liberty.edu. M-Drive, honest ingredients, real science. Take our quiz at mdriveformen.com and see which of our products are right for you. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. With Caesars Rewards, members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. UNLV Hockey. Follow the Skate and Rebels Championship run all season long. For schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com. Drury Inns and Suites. Travel happy again. Book your room at one of our over 150 locations at druryhotels.com. University of Oklahoma Hockey. Big school, big dreams. For schedules and tickets, go to ouhockey.net. AT&T Wireless, where both new and existing customers always get our best deals. University of Arizona Hockey. Be part of building not just a championship culture, but the future. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org. Summer Skates. Order your custom koozies or shower shoes at SummerSkates.com and show your game in comfort and style. University of Central Oklahoma. A top-ranked education and an elite college hockey experience. For more information, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. We are the best of barbecue Las Vegas style. San Diego State Hockey, sun, sand, and hockey, as well as a top flight education at sdsu.edu and sdsuhockey.com. The Great West College Hockey Podcast is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, anywhere that you may be listening to us tonight. It is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. It's our Wednesday night show where we talk uh, all things ACHA hockey. Scott Strandy with you tonight from beautiful Maricopa, Arizona, my co-host is always Stephen Marsh out in that beautiful city of Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, how are you tonight? I'm doing okay. Uh, I survived the NHL experience at Mullet Arena on Sunday. <laughs> now, hey, uh, hold on a minute. Not only did you survive, but you were thriving because I saw that well, nice picture you took of the uh, the uh, the Murdoch Cup. Yeah. Um, which was kind of nice from the ACHA yeah. days. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I mean, how cool is that? You go in Mullet there. Obviously, it's the we got to keep in mind that Mullet Arena is the home of Arizona State Hockey, the NCAA program. And uh, even though the Coyotes are invading it right now, uh, we do have to remember that. But what's cool is they have a display there. Obviously, the, the Sun Devil Hockey history is there. And, of course, the ACHA years are a big part of that. Obviously, the school still has a program, but the, the program that's now the NCAA program, of course, was the ACHA program under Greg Powers, won a championship in 2014 and that's on display there's a bunch of pucks in the cup of all their wins that year and and uh, so people know that that's a big part of the history as you've said before as we've talked about on this podcast before and i think that greg powers has confirmed that is still one of the most uh, the crowning achievements of of the time if all the, even though he's at nca now he looks back at that acha championship with great uh great uh what's the word i'm looking for great reverence and great uh a, a sense of accomplishment 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what got them where they are, right? Without that, uh, there would be no NCAA program. And other programs that's what are propelled uh, and other, them. And other programs try to follow that same blueprint. Uh, oh, have yeah, without a doubt. I mean, there's uh, we know several teams out of West at least that are trying to follow that same blueprint. And now you see what it's led to. It's seven years as an NCAA program, and they have beautiful Mullet Arena to call home. And um, you know, I mean. It, it's a success story and that's to be told that anybody can do it. If you have the drive, if you really, um, you know, want to go out there and, and get it accomplished, you can do it. Let's just hope that in several years from now, when the, uh, UNLV program gets propelled to, a a, a, a new level, the NCA level, and they have, they build a facility for them and have a facility for them that, Golden Knights don't get kicked out of T-Mobile and have to share that arena for a time. That's something tells me that won't be an issue here in Las Vegas. No, I think we're safe on that. I thought you were going to go the other direction. I thought you were going to say, I hope the Rebels have an uh, ACHA National Championship trophy to display oh, that in too. their new building. And That too. Boy, I'll tell you, if there's a team that's hotter in the ACHA right now than the uh, UNLV Skating Rebels, I want to know who it is. Because uh, they just went down in the second half of the season as the uh, second semester opened. They traveled to uh, the University of Arizona and got a sweep. Then they go all the way to Lynchburg, Virginia and get a sweep. Uh, now they're back home to play Oklahoma. Um, so, I mean, it, theoretically, they're uh, they're the hottest team in, in all of ACHA hockey right now. No offense, Minot State or Adrian, because both of you are playing very, very well also, but I mean, come on, man, that coming out of the break, that has to make coach uh, Vigneri Greener and uh, Raboni a uh, very, very happy. Yeah. And if you go back to the, the three games before the break, though, that weekend that they had with uh, San Diego state, Oregon and Canisius, I had a big weekend with that. Sure. A couple of those teams maybe are to the level of UNLV. Oregon is not either, but they're a little bit more competitive, but so you, you go into the break, winning those three games after the Liberty losses, uh, which are the only two losses that UNLV has in ACHA competition. And, uh, and, and you go into the, you go into the break with that. And then you come out of the break, you th wonder if they're going to continue to, to be hot and playing tougher competition again, having to go to Arizona, which is not an easy place to play. They, they tend to, to, to struggle. They're not struggle. I mean, they, they can get wins out of there, but a lot of times they, they, they end up losing a game out of there almost every time. Then they go to Liberty, which is another tough place to play. And not only did they win a game in each of those places, as you said, they swept in Arizona and they swept in, in, uh, in Virginia there. One of those games being a shootout win against Li uh, Liberty, but still four straight wins there. Now they come home and it could be a letdown, but hopefully it's not because they're going to play Oklahoma a team. They should beat, especially on home ice and then it, uh, and then the final stretch run of the season uh, continues. So yeah, UNLV is playing some great hockey right now. I think they're 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 clicking on all cylinders. They're getting the, the good goaltending. They're getting um, obviously the offense is is there at the right time, and uh, and so they're they're certainly and they're and they're on a mission. I think I think what the the Liberty losses, the two Liberty losses at home, the way those happened after the high of playing the NCA program in Vegas, uh, I think woke them up a little bit. I think it woke the coaches staff up. It woke the, the players up and, and the leaders of that team and say, Hey, this, this isn't what we want. We, we can't have a team coming in our building and beat us two games like they did in Liberty. And so I think they've responded uh, since then. And obviously they're, they're playing some of their best that they've played all year. 
Yeah, and I think just to follow that up, I think when we talked to uh, Coach McNeary Greener and um, Nick Raboni as well, um, after that uh, little, I don't know, showcase, if you want to call it, right before the holidays, and uh, they were they were focused on coming out and coming out hard, fast, and ready to play for the second half. They didn't want any letdowns whatsoever, so they got to be very, very pleased at what their team is uh, is doing uh, right off the get-go. But, you know, we saw on paper, Stephen, that maybe they were the best team uh, on paper in the country. No offense, again, to Adrian or uh, Central Oklahoma, Liberty, uh, Minot State, Jamestown, anybody in that top ten, and we'll get into that in just a minute. But um, uh, this team seemed to be prepping to win a national championship. And I know other teams are doing that too. But I think with the conference play and all of the things that go along with it, it looked like they were getting ready to to make a run this year. And I think they're right on track. I mean, um, they're going to compete right to the very end this year. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I agree with all that. I think UNLV is in is in prime position to really make a a deep run in the national tournament, just like they did last year, where they went to the Final Four. And and right now, as their position, of course, UNLV at one point was ranked number one. They are now, of course, uh, they're they're going to be they're not quite that. We'll get to that where they are in just a minute. But um, I think the teams that are ahead of them deserve to be there. I think the team the teams that are right there are are all are all in the, in the in the mix and you know it's not going to be easy for UNLV. I mean they still got some tough games left. They still got to go to Utah and that can be kind of a tricky place to play up there on the road. Uh they're going to host they got they got to make a make up a game at, at Grand Canyon still. They're going to play them. Um they're going to play at ASU still. So that's that can be kind of tricky. So uh, in the past it's been uh, but this but again this year as we just saw it's tricky to go to Arizona and they Able to do that. It was tricky to go to Liberty. They did that okay. So if they just play like they've been playing, it should be no problem. But but they they can't let down, and they have to continue to play that how they play, and and not take any team lightly, uh, because if they do, that's where the trouble can kick, and that's where the the um, it, it can creep into your mind, and and maybe not play as sharp as you should be, because even though you know be as good as they are, and even though these other teams may not be as as up to their level. Um, if you're not playing your best, uh, a team can steal a game from you, and, and UNLV can't afford that if they want to stay in that top four, which is where you kind of want to be where the uh, national tournament field uh, begins in March. Yeah, absolutely. So let's uh, jump into that ACHA Men's Division One ranking number 12 uh, as it came out today. Um, I'm going to read them off in, in groups of five and let you comment, Stephen, on what you uh, what you think of those five. Uh, the top five, Minot State, 20-0-0. Uh, Adrian, number two at 22-1. Uh, UNLV, 15-2-0. Ohio, 21-4-1. And Liberty, 12-8-1. Your thoughts on those top five? Were they positioned in the right spot? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think... I think all those teams. I the only thing I could see maybe and and is the teams that are just below Liberty. You got Central Oklahoma and Indiana Tech, kind of both, kind of clipping at the heels of of Liberty maybe to take their spots. But I, I think I think Minot State, Adrian, UNLV, and Ohio. Ohio, of course, is a team that's been real impressive, and that's UNLV and Ohio flipped flipped spots. But uh, I think 
all four of those teams are have been really good and they've been impressive. I mean, 20 and 0, we can't beat that. You know, 22 and 1, uh 15 2 and 0 for UNLV, uh 21 4 and 1 for Ohio. Uh so it's in Liberty 12 8 and 1. So um I think I think all that is is good. I mean, I I, I could also make a case that you know Central Oklahoma and Indiana Tech, which are the next five, you'll get to in a second. But uh, you know they they could possibly be in that fifth spot. So Liberty's at five, but they're probably not comfortably there. Um, could they move up? Still, they could probably go back up. But if 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 Minot State, Adrian, and UNLV and Ohio kind of do what they do, and maybe even if they slip up a couple of times, uh, I think they still can be in good spots. So I, I think the four have a little bit of separation between one through four and then five, and then five is gap between five, six, and seven might be very uh, small too, because you're going to get to the other five in just a second, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's narrowing a little bit, I think. Yeah, I got to agree with you. And I, I look at this and I see two teams with 24 wins. I see a 22 win team. I see a 21 win team. I see uh one, two, three, 20 win teams and uh you know no offense to liberty they play a very tough schedule and have played a tough schedule both at home and on the road but i'm sure um kirk candy would tell you that he's not particularly pleased with a 12 8 and one mark um you know that puts them uh you know what eight games 10 games behind 12 games behind like grand valley state and indiana tech and they don't play the same schedule so it's hard to really compare apples to apples or whatever but um man it's it, if you're 10 wins behind somebody boy that's uh that that's a tough task to try to make that up and yeah you, you can't you can't you'd have to they'd have to lose 12 and you'd have to win 12 uh going away to uh to pull that off so central oklahoma number six at 25 and one indiana tech at 24 one and one jamestown 14 six and oh Pittsburgh 13 5 and 3 and Grand Valley State 24 5 and 0. Um, Stephen, your thoughts on those? You kind of alluded to 6 and 7 nipping at the heels of number 5, but uh, 8, 9, and 10, how do they stack up for you? Yeah, I think 8, 9, and 10 are good. I think I, I, I pulled up the, the ACHA Twitter account, pulled up, uh, has a the averages law of averages which uh you know can be confusing but uh you know basically that they the two have the two type of way they do it a and b and then they they average it together um and if you look at that i mean minot state's got a one and a half point average lead on adrian and, and then two and a half points on unlv so minot's pretty comfortably there uh adrian's got a one point lead over unlv at two uh, two and a half to three and a half ohio's four so liberty's got a full point average behind uh ohio but then you've got central oklahoma uh indiana tech jamestown are at one point behind uh liberty so and then indiana tech's two points behind so uh, i guess liberty is pretty uh, at one point i think a one point average is pretty good unless something really unforeseen happens with liberty and and, and actually for liberty uh, they've been actually losing a bit recently, so it, it's it should be a little bit of a concern. I think I think the Saturday game, which uh, with uh, UNLV, the loss and the way it happened, I, I don't think Kirk. And we'll get into the, some other things that happened too, which which we'll talk about, which was unfortunate, and we hope he's okay. But uh, is is the way this team's been playing? And I think Kirk Handy, who's usually pretty calm, he seemed. I, I saw some video of him. He seemed pretty fired up on the bench to his team, and uh, to play better. So I think. 
Uh, we saw them be pretty good early in the year, but they seem to be be struggling a little bit this year, which would be a little bit of a concern. So that's another reason why I think maybe Liberty uh, is not comfortable there at number five, and, and it's going to take a, a real a, a lot. It's going to take a lot for them to to move up because you're going to have to have some teams that are in front of you lose too, and and the teams that are ahead right now, as we talked about, I don't see them slipping too much more this this year. Uh, UNLV might be the team that can do that. You know, they, they because Vinal State, even if they slip up a couple of times, I think they're going to stay at number one. Adrian's pretty comfortable too. So, uh, not that UNLV can't catch them, but it's just, anyways. So, Central Oklahoma, Indiana Tech are right there. Uh, but then, but then you look at uh, 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 Pittsburgh and Grand Valley State at nine and 10, or both have 11 for averages. So, you go from Jamestown that's at number eight with a 7.5 average, and then you got Pittsburgh and Grand Valley State at nine and 10. Or have an eleven average between uh, the two the two different uh, ways they do it, uh, 12, 10 and twelve and thir- uh, and fourteen and eight, so it averages to eleven. So that that's a pretty big gap if you look at the averages there between seven point five and eleven. So uh, I don't see a lot of movement. Uh, I mean, we we see early in the season where there could be a lot of movement, but I think Dean's not kind of really settled down. The games really get close, and I think that doesn't affect rankings too much if the games are close, and uh, so. I, I don't know. I mean, it seems like it seems like the the nine and ten spots are are going to be tough. The teams that are in nine and ten right now and below are going to have a real tough time getting any higher than that. Okay, so let's talk eleven through fifteen. Um, we could spend a whole hour on just the rankings alone. Even if we just <laughs> break it down with the math here. Uh, Maryville at number eleven at fifteen eight no Illinois State twenty two three and two. Niagara comes in at 13 at 15, 6 and 0. Calvin 14, 4 and 3. And Lawrence Tech 19, 2 and 2. Um, I'm going to start this one off, Stephen, because I think I think everything from 9 to 15 is totally interchangeable. I think down the stretch, you could see any of those teams go up or go down based on uh, getting on a little hot streak. And it doesn't have to be a long hot streak. It can be. Uh, you know, four, five game winning streak. You said between what, right? Uh, 12 and, and no, no, I say nine to 15. Oh, nine to 15. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, Pittsburgh is at the average is at 11, Grand Valley at 11, Maryville 12. There's two teams, Illinois State and Niagara, that are at 12 and a half, both. Calvin 13 average, Lawrence Tech 13 and a half. So, yeah, there's a lot of, it's very close between uh, those, those nine through uh, 15 spots. So, I, I agree with you. I think there's a lot of, I think that that part of the rankings is where it's going to be intriguing to watch. Obviously, the top and seeing if there's any a lot of movement there, but that that nine through uh, fifteen spot is is and that's and that's important because you you start getting to sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, and twenty, and, and yes, twenty teams get in, but usually a couple of teams that are on the cusp nineteen, twenty will get knocked out uh, because of auto bid possibilities. So uh, you kind of want to be well, I guess 16 uh, be comfortably and 17, you probably 17 spot probably gets a spot. 18 probably does too. But I think to be comfortable, you probably want to be in that middle, middle range. Um, okay. So- and, and also too, what's important too, is that if you are 13 and below, you got to play that first day and play, you know, and then you got, to, and if you yeah. get past your first day, then you got to play the next day against, 
one through four who hadn't played the day before. So that's also important to keep in mind too. That uh, the top twelve don't have that, but the uh, if you're thirteen through twenty, they play that first day of the tournament, and then the winners of those games play the next day against teams one through four. Okay, so that leads us to sixteen. The Arizona Wildcats at eleven, seven, and three. Uh, followed by Stony Brook at 17, 14, 7, and 1. Utah, 11, 8, and 1 at number 18. Arizona State, 10, 11, and 1 holds down the number 19 spot. And Purdue Northwest, 13, 5, and 1 holds down the number 20 spot. Um, you know, this is the interesting part for us. Those are WCHL schools, uh, three of those five. Um, and we know you just spelled it out pretty clearly that if you're going to make this tournament, you'd like to be 16 or better just to feel comfortable that you're a, you're a lock to get in. So the Wildcats right now have to uh, continue to uh, strive for, for better things, maybe climb up into the 14, 15 range. And I think if you're Utah and Arizona State and you want to make sure that we get at least five WCHL schools in, you're going to have to step on it just a little bit and uh, see if you can't get into that 16-17 spot and uh, secure a, a definite spot in the tournament. Well, and, and in Utah's case, as I mentioned, they still got two. They're going to host UNLV for two games. They're also going to be hosting Central Oklahoma for two games. So it's going to be it's going to be very uh, tough these next uh, couple of weekends uh, for Utah. But if somehow, some way, they can get at least one win against Central Oklahoma, one win against UNLV, um, that, that could really help their their chances. I If they lose badly to all four of those games, it also could hurt their chances, but I think because those teams are so good, even if they keep those games close, they might still be able to kind of tread water and kind of stay where they are, which won't be good because they might not be in the picture when it comes tournament time. But I, I think this this these next two weekends for Utah are going to be really – the the, the make or break part of their season. I think if they can, if they can split with central Oklahoma at, at home against you uh, in Utah and same with UNLV, I, I think that's got to help their, their chances uh, to move up and it will go a long way. Even if they can somehow beat one of those teams in both games, which is going to be very tough, then that's going to really help them. But I think they need at least a split of, of both those teams. Uh, but, but I do think also, and I said this just a second ago, even if they don't win any of those games, I think they could stay where they are, but, but it's going to be tough for them to move up beyond that though. So like I said, for their best chance to even move up spots, they need to win a couple of those games against those top teams in the WCHL coming up on their ice home ice, uh, the next few weekends. So that'll be something intriguing to watch over the next couple of weeks. Does it feel a bit like Groundhog Day? Because this is about exactly where Utah was last year, and we were going like, hey, Utah might surprise some some people and get into the uh, the national tournament. And then things just kind of the bottom just fell out, and uh, they didn't ended up not making the tournament just by a spot or two. So um, you got to wonder uh, for the guys up there, if, uh, Morgan Feeney and his crew, if uh, – if they've taken some notes from last year and are trying to um, make sure that doesn't happen again. And that is a tough schedule, Stephen. I don't care if it's at home ice or not. When you have central Oklahoma and you have UNLV coming to play you in four games. Oh my goodness. 
um, that that's battle tested. You come out of that one with a with a split in each one, or or even a sweep at at some point, um, man, that that's battle tested for the national tournament. Yeah, it's been a, it's been an interesting year for Utah. I think uh, they they split with Arizona last week, and so that was good. They were able to get a win against uh, Arizona. So each of those teams kind of split, which is I, I think both teams kind of stayed where where they were. I mean, Utah did move up a couple of spots from twenty, so getting a win against Arizona last week uh, helped. And I don't know uh, with the teams that were ahead of them, uh, Stony Brook, uh, or obviously what well, Arizona State moved down so arizona state is uh they flip spots essentially and then you know lawrence tech moved down a couple spots but um but yeah i mean so they're right there and uh, so i think it no you know they beat like i said they beat arizona arizona stayed where they were even though they lost a game against utah so they kind of stayed at 16 and i mean if you look at the the averages for the utah utah is at 18.5 average uh, Stony Brook is 16, uh, Arizona is 15. So there's a there's a little bit of a difference there between uh, Air, Utah and Arizona. Uh, but then Arizona State a 21 average, and Purdue Northwest a 21.5 average. So Utah has got a, a little bit of a, a cushion on Arizona State and Purdue Northwest. It appears uh, there's a one and a half point average uh, gap between Stony Brook and Utah. So it's uh, it's gonna be. Yeah, they're going to need some help for sure, but they have to take care of their own business. And, and uh, again, two tough weekends coming up for Utah is, is going to be a tall task. So that this could really kind of decide kind of decide where they're, where they're going to be. Good stuff. Okay, 21 through 25, we have Indiana, Pennsylvania, 17-5-0 at number 21. Oswego State, 16-4-1. Rhode Island, Number 23 at 15, 7, and 2. Number 24 is Michigan Dearborn, 12, 9, and 2. And number 25, yet another WCHL school in Colorado State at 10, 11, and 0. Okay, Stephen, be honest. Be honest with our listeners. Be honest with me and you. Uh, 21 through 25, do they have a shot? Do they have a shot at the NCAA, at the ACHA National Tournament? Or are they kind of just a little bit too far out? I I think they're a little bit too far out. But I mean, if you look at uh, Indiana, Pennsylvania, they went from being at nineteen to twenty-one. I mean, so they went down a couple of spots just on one weekend. Uh, they could probably move up a couple of spots still. Uh, so they they have a potential. Uh, Colorado State. I just, I don't know. I just don't. They're they got in there. You know, they haven't been. They they're not ranked last week. They're back being ranked to twenty five. They're ten and eleven. They've kind. They've had some good wins, but they've just been kind of. You know, they've they've they've. You know, they're ten and eleven. So they're basically five hundred. They've lost ten and one eleven or one ten lost eleven. So, you know, they're not really getting on any sort of runs or anything. But let me tell you this. Arizona State's number nineteen. Yeah, I know Guess that's what their record is 10, that's, 11, I, I and know one. that th- that's a weird one. That really is a weird one. Uh, but I get because you remember they had a real good start to the season and they were winning some games by a good margin. So I think that that still carries some weight, even though they've th- they've kind of been so so lately. But uh, I think because they had such a good strong first part of the the, the season and had a good maybe some good margin of wins, I think that that helps them still stay in the picture. Uh, 
because I even last even you know a few years ago when UNLV had a big losing streak, they still were in the picture, and then they they went on a run and, and were able to get a spot in. So I think this is the point of the season. If you can get on a, a little bit of a run, you do have a chance. I think UNLV well, the year they had the big losing streak and they came back from the break and, and won, and and beat teams dominantly. Uh, they they were able to push into one of those last positions. So uh, they it can happen. It can happen. So there's not it's not impossible for those teams down there to do it. But they, they have and I don't know their schedules. I haven't done enough research on those what those teams' schedules are, the type of teams they play, and and everything. Oh to well, know. shame on you. <laughs> shame on me. I should do that. What else am I doing every day? You know. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> but it's, we don't uh, want to know. We don't want to know. <laughs> no, you don't want to know. But uh, you know, it's I, I think it's a possibility that that they could, but it's, you also need the teams in front of you to, to, to big struggle big time. And, and I don't, this is the type of year where I don't think you're going to see too much of that. So it's very unlikely, but it's not impossible. Okay. So the one team I think has a little bit of a beef being number seven is Indiana tech, uh, 24, one and one, they're a well-coached team. Um, and, and I don't know what they have to do. How many wins do they have the most wins in, ACHA M1 hockey. Yeah, um, but who are they? What well, type of teams are they playing though? And oh, what's the sure, quality sure. of the? There you go wins? again. Who are you trying to well, be? Me? <laughs> well, I mean, but it matters. I mean, if you're playing just cupcakes the whole year and beating everybody, you know, it's that's a part of it. But it's not, you know. I mean, you can have, you know, like Minot State is is twenty and zero. They haven't played as many games, but they've they're they play well and they played well last weekend and won some games pretty handily. But they were against Division two opponents, so I guess it doesn't carry a, a lot of weight, but. And of course, they played. Uh, they played Jamestown about every about half their schedule. Yeah, well, so that probably helps. Why not? You drive down uh, yeah. down Highway Two and and make a right, and yeah. you're at Jamestown. So anyway, a uh, little geography for you if you're not familiar with North Dakota. Um, you you anyway. spent some time in North Dakota, haven't yeah. you? <laughs> I've driven that trip between Minot and Jamestown more times than I, I'd like to remember. I bet you miss uh, being there in that at this time of year right now. No, I certainly don't. I don't miss it at all. I I thought this morning. At 41 degrees, I thought it was chilly here in Arizona. Uh, 41 degrees in Minot would be a heat wave. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I just think there's some interesting things right now. And I start looking at teams that post 20-plus wins. And my thought is if you post 20-plus wins, I don't care who you're playing, uh, you probably deserve to be in the tournament because a 20-win season is pretty impressive. So if your team does not have 20 wins, you might want to step on it a little bit, get it to at least 20, and uh, and see where the chips uh, may fall for you. But well, what um, about Liberty? They're only 12, 8, that, and 1, and, and they're exactly. number 5. And Jamestown at 14, and Pittsburgh with 13. UNLV's um, only got 15 wins. 15, yeah, Maryville's only got 15. So if you're below 20 at this point, um, you might want to uh, set that as your goal, is we got to get to 20 first. And then see where we're at after that, because I think that's extremely important. Extremely important. Well, the, the ACHA Twitter account also did some just some uh, just uh, guess guessing because uh, the twenty the twenty team field basically if the season were to end today, and obviously there's a few conferences that play a little uh, conference tournament uh, to decide auto bids, but basically assigning right now based on the team that's leading in each conference getting the the auto bid and that would be uh, Adrian uh, for for their league UNLV uh, Bobcats for their league Indiana Tech Jamestown Pitt uh, 
number 21, which is uh, Indiana, Pennsylvania, Oswego at number 22, and uh, Navy at number 27. So actually, uh, you would talk to teams down there towards the bottom, Oswego State, uh, they would still have to play a, a tournament, but let's say they, they get in right now and in, they win that league. Well, they're going to be in. Uh, they're 22, so they – they may not get in just based on their positioning, but they may get in because they get the their leagues uh, auto bid into the national tournament too. So some of these teams that what maybe are on, Navy? The, are on the cusp, but yeah, or, or a Navy They're or teams that are on, on the cusp. cusp. <laughs> yeah, Navy's at twenty seven, and and if if they just were to end things and didn't have any sort of playoff or anything, Navy would get the auto bid. So um, there are some teams that are not in this picture that because of that that reason they'll they might get a spot, which also means that teams will get bumped out, which. As of th- theoretically right now, three teams would be bumped out. Uh, Utah would be bumped out. A- ASU would be bumped out, and then uh, Purdue Northwest would be bumped out. So again, so this this would be a year where even if you're 18 and below, or so, you, you might get bumped out. That uh, 18 is not even a, a safe spot. So uh, here's my suggestion to all the teams that are uh, less than 21s: get the 20 wins. I'm sorry, less than 20 wins. Get to twenty wins first. Well, we like twenty one. We like at. twenty one in Vegas. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> seven, seven, seven. Let's go for it. Well, that works too. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, let's take a quick break. Let's come back and let's talk about these new um, world. How is it? Is it the World Cup of University of Hockey games? I believe you got that right. World Cup. Okay. World Cup of uh, University Hockey. I believe. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about those new uniforms that were unveiled today, both the USA and Canada, and then we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about the women's rankings and see how they're doing, and then we'll wrap things up by previewing um, some of the upcoming games this weekend. So we'll take a quick break. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Championship pedigree, world-class coaching, and first-class facilities are all a part of the ACHA experience at Adrian College. Bulldogs look to raise their third national championship banner in the last five years at Arrington Ice Arena, one of the best facilities in all college hockey. Get a big school hockey feel with all of the educational advantages of a private education. For more information, go to adrianbulldogs.com or adrian.edu. Hello fans, my name is Hunter Mazzillo and I'm number 26 for the UNLV Skating Rebels and you're listening to the Great West College Hockey Podcast. When you talk about the best of Las Vegas, you're talking about the best of the best. So when you're Jesse Ray's barbecue and you're a three-time winner of the Las Vegas Award, that speaks for itself. Whether it's the original location at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or the new location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, come and savor our People's Choice award-winning barbecue ribs. Or maybe just come in and pick up a bottle of our best in Las Vegas barbecue sauce to take home. Open seven days a week. You can order online at jessieraysbarbecue.com. And for an occasion that will be remembered for a long time, call us for all of your catering projects at Jesse Ray's Barbecue today. Play at the premier ACHA D1 men's program on the East Coast and prepare yourself for life and career at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. 
Sellout crowds, top competition, and championship aspirations await you on our picturesque campus with state-of-the-art facilities, gifted faculty, and over 700 programs of study to help you make an impact on and off the ice, as well as your community training as a champion for Christ. If your faith in yourself and your beliefs are equally as strong, see if Liberty Hockey and Liberty University is right for you. Visit us at liberty.edu. fans, this is Jesse Lowell, captain of the Arizona Wildcats, and you are listening to the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Oklahoma Sooners Hockey, celebrating 20 years of big hits, 20 years of big saves, and 20 years of big goals. Go to OUHockey.net and get your season or single game tickets to see the Sooners take on national powers, Minot State, Missouri State, and of course, rival Central Oklahoma. Single game tickets are just $10 a piece, while OU students and staff are free with their ID. Youth hockey players are also free if they wear their jerseys. 20 years of Oklahoma Sooners hockey, the action you crave, only faster. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goal. He before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious, Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. As San Diego State begins its first season of ACHAM1 hockey, be a part of the foundation as the Aztecs look to build a new chapter in the city's long hockey history. In addition to our growing hockey program, the more than 36,000 SDSU students in our many degree programs, from bachelor's to doctorate, enjoy the best of higher education and lifestyle. Go to sdsu.edu to see if our unique, diverse experiences for you, and visit sdsuhockey.com to support the top college hockey program in California. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for the next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. When you put on that Central Oklahoma Broncos jersey, you represent a championship culture on the ice and in the classroom. Two-time ACHA M1 National Champions, four-time WCHL Champions, and named a Best in the West College by U.S. News and World Report, UCO hits all of the benchmarks for an elite college hockey experience. Our Edmond, Oklahoma campus, which is just minutes from downtown Oklahoma City, has over 100 areas of study, and over 200 student organizations to help you find your fit. 
Whether it's our stunning 210-acre campus or our NCAA-level hockey environment, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com and see if Oklahoma's Metropolitan University is for you. Hello, fans. My name is Hunter Mazzillo, and I'm number 26 for the UNLV Skating Rebels, and you're listening to the Great West College Hockey Podcast. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. Question? Comment? Let us hear from you on our text message line at 303 303- Nine four three, three seven seven two. All right, welcome back into the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Yes, we have a number of great partners, and it's always nice to uh, to hear their voices and and hear uh, our own Paul Hornstein talk about how great these programs are. So, if you're not part of it yet, uh, by all means, reach out to us. Let's get you in there before that national tournament and get you some uh, cooperative partnership. How about that? Scott Strandy with you tonight in uh, beautiful Maricopa, Arizona, where it's a balmy 48 degrees and sirens going by as I, uh, a podcast tonight. My co-host, as always, uh, Stephen Marsh out in that beautiful, vibrant city of Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, how are you? I'm good. Uh, Drop Dropicana has well underway. Uh, they're doing a lot of construction around well, what the- What are they uh, calling that? Drop, 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 Dropicana? No, Dropicana. Oh my Drop goodness! Oh my goodness! Um, so it's, yeah, well I don't want to be so around there if, for that. Good thing the Vegas Golden Knights are out of town for a little while. They're out of town for a while. They're out of town this week, then they have a week off in the All Star break, and then they're back on the road, and then they're back at home in February, uh, Super Bowl Sunday. So they are away for a little bit. So this is a good time for them to really make some progress because nothing else goes on in Vegas other than Golden Knights hockey. So and construction. <laughs> <laughs> and construction. So because the Golden Knights are away, they can do all this construction because nothing else happens in Vegas other than the hockey. So, <laughs> yeah, and by the way, Stephen, how is that new horseshoe casino? Have they got that all all changed over now and it's all looking good? <laughs> I, I have no idea. It looks like it's still, it doesn't have the horseshoe up there yet. So okay, <laughs> these things I, always I, take time. There's still, this is how, this is how long it takes sometimes for things to get uh, changed over if they're changing names. They finally are. St- I'm starting to see it, but there are still signs leading into the airport that says McCarran Airport that still hasn't been changed over to Harry <laughs> Reid Airport yet. <laughs> so I love it. It's a, it's a well, slow process. It's a slow process. I can tell you one thing. When I was in Vegas last, uh, that uh, um, mega board or whatever they're putting on the corner of uh, uh, what is it, Flamingo and, and Las Vegas Boulevard for the where the new horseshoe was huge. And it was uh, taking up a lot of lanes of traffic when they were trying to put that up. So, yep. is that completed yet, or not quite? I think it's completed. I think that I think it is, but I'm not out in the nighttime, so I don't then that area too much at night. So I don't know. Uh, well, the lights are on during the day too. You know that. 
yes, but they they had it. They had it. They cones down, for, uh, reduced some of those lanes down for a little bit, probably for that reason. So, okay, so we got our history of uh, of Vegas <laughs> in. Okay, uh, before we jump into the logos and and talk about that stuff, uh, I think it's important, and hopefully next week we'll be able to get Kirk Handy on and talk about Josh Fricks, uh, the young man who uh, suffered a just a horrendous injury um, last weekend versus UNLV from all indications. It was a clean hockey hit uh, that resulted in, I believe a couple of broken or cracked vertebrae in his neck. Um, Josh was uh, taken off on a stretcher and airlifted, I guess, to uh, Roanoke, Virginia uh, from Lynchburg to, uh, to get treatment. We have seen some things. I know the Liberty team was there and took pictures with him in his room and, I know uh, Kirk Handy was there in the coaching staff, and um, Josh's brother, I believe, put out a nice uh, tweet not long after uh, the injury and, and had Josh actually speaking. So um, just want everybody to know that our thoughts and prayers are with the whole Liberty family and uh, certainly with the Fricks family and, and Josh himself for a speedy and full and complete recovery. It, you know, hockey's a violent game. Let's just face it. There's no other way around it. You're on skates going very fast into hard boards and other people and, and even goalposts. I mean, I've seen guys um, damage ankles and knees and, and elbows just on goalposts. So, um, you know, it, it's a sad, sad thing, but it, unfortunately it's just part of the game. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, we talked about the, the UNLV Liberty matchup this past week and, uh, and, and not to say that there's there's excuses or anything, but certainly I'm sure they, the team was rattled uh, rattled up by this happening to their to their to their brother to their play, uh, fellow teammate and having to go to the hospital. Uh, you know they played the next night the midnight. Okay, game. not not just go to a hospital. He was taken off on a stretcher and airlifted. And airlifted. So very. So that that's pretty serious. Yes. And who knows if he'll even be able to play hockey again? I mean, that's just, you know what kind of. If he's right now, gonna, you just want to make sure he gets a full quality of life. Full quality that, of life, yeah. If he's one. even going to be able to be mobile or, or do do the basic life things, so uh, you know, so they probably had him on their mind Saturday. Maybe why they they didn't really perform better than maybe they 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 would have liked because uh, there's two ways. I mean, you can you can get out there and play tough for your your brother and want to go out there and win from him. But you're also thinking about, I mean, we saw what happened in the NFL, you know, with the DeMar Hamlin thing when he collapsed down on the field and had to be, you know, basically revived and taken to the hospital. Well, they didn't, they, there was no way they were going to finish playing that game because of that. They were worried. They were going to be thinking about him. They didn't, you know, they weren't going to continue that game. And obviously that game was never ended up being made up. Now that was NFL. So they didn't have to worry about trying to play a game the next night, like they did do in hockey a lot of times. So, um, I, I think that that's part of it, but it's uh, it's an unfortunate thing. I think, you know, Liberty, I, I think they would have liked to, to win uh, both both those games. And I think, uh, but I think they were a lot, I think a lot of their, their attention was focused on, on Fricks and whether he was going to be okay or not, which I thought, you know, which, which is good the next day before they went to play that game at midnight, you know, they did, they did post something that was seemed positive that he was, that he was appreciative of the support and stuff. So, um, just yeah, we're we're thinking about him and and hope that he's good. he's he's a he's a great guy. I remember watching him in the in the national tournament last year and and was in my cam- camera shots a few times and was is a pretty good player for for Liberty. So I'm sure not having him also is on a hockey side of things. Obviously, again, uh, as we saw with what happened with the football player, 
that their the your life and in, in your personal recovery is 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 number one. But on the hockey side of things, not having him too for for their for their team is is a big loss too. But obviously, right now the focus on making sure that he's going to be okay and have some sort of quality of life still, because that that's still a question at this time because of the seriousness of the injury. He's, he's in the in the video. He's got a a big uh, neck brace over his his neck, so you know that that. That can be some serious stuff uh, for paralysis or whatever. If, if that's if that's going to be a, a, an issue, so yeah, absolutely. There's no way to easily transition yeah. out of that. But I wanted to get that no, uh, it's, out it's there important right to get away. Out, out there and, and we're thinking about him. For sure. uh, and I'm sure Josh, being the hockey player that he is, uh, would want people to continue to go on with their lives and talk about hockey and play hockey and do all that stuff. And you know, we're not going to forget about him. Nobody is. So we're going to keep him in our. Uh, our thoughts in, and prayers and in this in this news article and, and the the quote that uh, has from Kirk Handy when all this happened was he says you said he was airlifted to Roanoke, but we're really unsure, and we're just praying for him right now. He's in good hands, but that's real tough. He, hockey comes secondary to a player's uh, safety. So, uh, and then of course as he said they they posted updates Saturday, and then they've been there to the hospital uh, since then on on Sunday and uh, and and probably every day probably checking up on him to see how he's doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay, so as we transition out of that, um, the ACHA put out two pictures today. They teased it yesterday. They put them out today of the new logo for the uh, World Cup of University of Hockey, University Hockey Games. Um, USA and Canada. I don't even think there's games at the. I don't even think there's games at the end of that. I think it's just World Cup of University Hockey. Okay, let's call it that. Um, it's like the same people that, that that don't like people calling the Stanley Cup final the Stanley Cup finals. It's yeah. final, not finals. Okay. You know, people are people are. You know, okay. we got want to be we want to be correct on this show. All right, you corrected me. It's cool. We're good. Um, <laughs> Won't be the last time I have to correct you on something. <laughs> Boy, isn't that the truth? Um, anyway, anyway. So um, as you'll correct me on something, I'm sure at some point too. It's, it goes both ways. Don't be afraid to correct me because I, I oh I do I need a lot of correcting. <laughs> Okay, um, so the both logos came out. I thought, and uh, my good friend Tanner Hare, uh, Tanner Wilson, in uh, Texas, got on me right away, and he goes, "What do you think of these logos?" And I'm going, "I think there's a little Texas flair with that star kind of behind the logo." What do you think of that, Stephen? Well, sure, it could be that, or it could just be the fact that a star, there's stars on the U.S. Uh, flag, and it could. And there's some there's and it's blue, which represents the, the U.S. and everything, and it has USA on it. Uh, I see what you're saying with the stars because of the Dallas Stars and the Texas Stars and everything else that comes from Dallas Cowboys and everything else that comes from that, which we won't mention about the Cowboys. So condolences to Cowboys fans for their <laughs> loss this past weekend. But <laughs> but yeah, everything in, in Texas seems to involve a star. So the Lone Star State, right? So there's a lot of stars involved with uh, with uh, with with Texas. Uh, but yeah, so it, it certainly c- could appear that way. But I don't think, uh, I mean, I don't know who designed sharp these. Sharp looking though, right? Sharp looking. Yeah, sharp looking with the with the with the star in the back, and then with the uh, USA, and 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 you know what I kind of get from it too is it kind of almost the the middle part of it. I'm just looking at it now, kind of has a Columbus Blue Jackets uh, look to it. Yeah, it does. They're, it does. They're, that was going to be logos. my next uh, my next point to you. So that's the USA one. What do you think of the Canada one? Have you seen that one yet? I have. I'm looking at it right now. It's, you know, it's, it's Canada. I mean, it's. I mean, that's basically. I mean, that's every time you think of Canada, you think of a maple leaf, and, and yeah, that's yeah, and that's yeah, what it but... is. It's very original. 
<laughs> it's a it's a variation of the uh, yeah the maple leaf the maple leaf it's, sure. it's definitely there and yeah. it's red and white and that's what Canada is all about. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting. I think uh, you know it's a long trip for these athletes and coaches and people that go along with it. Um, but when they get over there and um, correct me again, where are they at? Uh, I want to say. Uh, well, trying to blank on where these you got to get it on your schedule. At. It's in Romania. In Romania, that's where get, it is. Carta Romania, say Pakistan, but it's Car- in... Carta Romania. Oh, yeah, Romania. Uh, we we got to get you there so you can uh, you can yeah. see these uh, logos up close and personal. Yeah, the... okay. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll be booking my flight in the morning. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so uh, I, I thought that was kind of sharp when they came out today, and then. Um, that that preparation will begin for the April games uh, about a month after the uh, ACHA national tournament. And of course, uh, you know, there's some familiar faces on the coaching staffs of both Canada. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're going to have, uh, you're going to have, uh, gosh, I'm drawing a blank already. Gary Astalis. Gary Astalis is going to be involved. I think Michael Rivera is going to be involved too, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yep. 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 Jeremy Law. Jeremy Law is going to be helping out. I'm missing somebody. There's somebody else, too, that was named as an assistant that uh, we're very familiar with. Um, and, and at some point, we're going to have the players be uh, announced. Obviously, they're probably still trying to get that uh, together, uh, who's going to be involved with that. But uh, that's uh, we'll see who's going to be involved with that coming up uh, at some point. But... Um, yeah, so it's going to be. We had, we had Gary on earlier, uh, right before the holidays, to talk a little bit about this and his role and what he thinks of it. And um, you know, we'll get we'll get uh, Michael's comments again too, and, and maybe Jeremy Law will have him on and get a little perspective to to what everybody's seeing uh, as they prepare for these things because it's definitely a u- different and unique situation when you're traveling halfway around the world. Yeah, it's it's different. It certainly is different when you, when there's that much travel involved and you're and you're going to be together. And it's and I don't know how much time they're going to have because you, you know, eat the the player the players involved that are going to be involved, the coaches that are involved. Right now, they're still playing their seasons, obviously, with the respective ACHA programs. And then you know, if whoever goes to the tournament goes to the national tournament and plays in that, and then then these players and teams will get together and start preparing for that, which won't be much longer after the season ends. The plus they got to fly out there and get acclimated there and, and play. So it, it's, it's, it won't be easy, uh, but it's certainly a great experience to, to be involved in something like that. No matter I mean, we've talked with different, different things at international things that, and it's always, no matter what it is, it's always a, an experience and, and something cool to be involved with. So whoever does end up being involved with it, um, it's something to, to savor and enjoy and and uh, and give it your all. Okay, so let's jump over the uh, women's um, D one ACHA poll. Something happened uh, that hasn't happened yeah. in a long time. Tell us about that. The number one team in the country. What happened to them? And that hasn't happened uh, in fifty seven games prior. They lost a game. They lost a game. <laughs> this was get right to it. They lost a game. 
So it was a, it was a shock, really. Uh, number one seeded Liberty. They traveled to St. Louis. Uh, we know how great St. Louis is to take on several M- WMCH opponents. Uh, the Flames uh, defeated Maryville three to one, and Lindenwood uh, eight to one. Uh, number seven ranked McKendree University broke the Flames' fifty-seven game win streak, winning four to three in overtime. Wow! Congratulations to McKendree. Uh, and and Liberty, you know, they're still on top, and they're still probably going to win yeah. another championship. Liberty is still number one. McKendree's still at number seven. Yeah, the Liberty women are are. I think they've won the national tournament like what two two three or two three four years in a row. I don't know how many years in a row it's been. It's been it's been quite a run for them. Uh, the Bearcats jumped up two spots. Uh, Adrian College beat University of Michigan Dearborn, uh, so they. Minot State travels to Lynchburg. So let's let's look at the women's uh, rankings right now. Liberty number one, Adrian number two, Minot State number three, Midland number four, Indiana Tech number five, Michigan number six, McKendree seven, uh, Miami eight, Maryville at nine, Arizona State at ten, and then uh, we've got honorable mentions to Massachusetts eleven, Lindenwood twelve, Jamestown thirteen, Michigan Dearborn fourteen, Michigan State uh, fifteen. So. Uh, yeah, there's only 31 and there's 31 teams and there's 31 teams overall in the in uh, division 1, so that's half of the uh the field there, but still I mean that, that's good to be in that top uh in that top rankings. No surprise with Liberty Adrian and Minot State <laughs> in the top 3 spots. Um very similar to what their men's programs are like, so um congratulations to them. I think Arizona State would like to be a little bit higher. I think Maryville would like to be a little higher, but um, you know, you got to keep winning and continue to find uh, improvement along the way. Get to that national tournament; anything can happen, right? Absolutely, anything anything can happen in the national tournament. Uh, but you know, Liberty will be the certainly the heavy favorites going into that when those teams converge in Boston in March. And keep in mind, there are only thirty-one teams, but there's uh, three dominant conferences. There's the Central Collegiate Women's Hockey Association. Of course, the Western Women's Collegiate Hockey League and, of course, the Women's Midwest College Hockey League. So um, I think things are growing in the women's side of things, Stephen. I think we can expect bigger and better things down the road. I know um, Lindsay Ellis gets a little frustrated with the fact that there aren't many teams out west and the ones that are out west maybe aren't the best competition and uh, need to, you know, rise Rise their games just a little bit, or raise their games just a little bit is probably a better word. Which is um, why they, which is why a lot of times they have to go travel out east a lot to play teams out there, and they they did that earlier this season and had had a good win against UMass earlier in the season, and you know and sometimes teams come out their way, but they, there isn't a lot of good women's teams out west yet. But I think as the men's game continues to get better, as we're seeing women's sports continue to get better in, in different areas. I think that can translate to hockey as well. I think we know eventually uh, Arizona will have a, a women's program. Uh, University of Arizona, when when the new building down there is ready to go, uh, I, I could see. Well, UNLV can, could get a could get one, uh, you know. But will it be will it start at ACHA or will it go right to the NCAA? That's that's the other thing. But you know, so I think I think there's there's the potential for more women's teams to be out there, uh, out west for sure. Uh, it's just a matter of of when and if, and if they and the ones that do exist, what they can do to get better uh, at programs and have more support behind them, so those programs can get better and, and have more sh- strong 
competition at their level out west. And I'll uh, I'll tell you for sure, Liberty has five national championships, and that's number one in uh, in women's ACHA. And that's five in a row, right? That's that they've won the last five, right? To get that, I, I believe they probably have, or, or something very close. Lindenwood with four, Robert Morris has two, Michigan State two, um, Wisconsin two, St. Cloud State, Northeastern, and Minnesota each have one, and I missed Miami in there uh, has three. So there's a there's a pretty good cross section of hockey uh, displayed in the national championships, but Liberty right now is uh, the juggernaut. They're the ones holding it down and. Um, you know, shocking, but yet uh, congratulatory to McKendry for knocking them off in that uh, in that overtime game. So, I guess uh, if you're if, if you're Liberty women, yeah, that's a that's a nice streak to have to to end on. But I guess if you're going to lose a game for the first time in a long time, you probably rather have it done still when it's the regular season than let's say uh, maybe oh. in the national tournament. And how and how that's definitely how you want it to go. So. All right, you got anything else before we wrap up? Yeah, let's talk about the games coming up this weekend because, as we mentioned, some big matchups. Uh, and I just say that because of, of teams are kind of on the cusp. Uh, Colorado State and Arizona State playing this weekend at uh, AS, at Oceanside Ice Arena, which is wrapping up uh, their, their run there pretty soon. Oceanside Ice Arena's days are getting numbered. I believe that it's sometime in March. I think they're going to do one final skate there, one big event there, and and kind of send it to farewell. It's been kind of a dragged out farewell because it was supposed to be uh, farewell already. But they, they, it will be. But so Arizona State will be finished. The ACHA program will be finishing their run there. But uh, they're going to be hosting Colorado State coming up uh, this weekend. Uh, it starts tomorrow, actually, the twenty sixth. Uh, then you're going to have Colorado at Grand Canyon. So if you're looking for something to do tomorrow in the Arizona area, I know you've been hanging out in Arizona there, and you don't. On a Thursday, this is they're helping you out, Scott. They're putting these games on Thursdays for you because we don't have any NCAA obligations. Yeah. You could go to yeah, Colorado nice. State thank, or Arizona State University, <laughs> or you could go to uh, Grand Canyon hosting uh, Colorado. And uh, also, Adrian, yeah, if, if we're not if we're not doing the if we if we're not doing other things, and then Adrian and Calvin are playing tomorrow, so that that's a big game for Adrian Wilkin to continue to win. And then Minot state hosting uh Wardoff. So you got two top five teams in action tomorrow against other teams. And then, uh, you got, are uh, those tomorrow too, or are those Friday? No, these are both, all, all those were, are, wow. were tomorrow. Okay. Exciting. Thursday then, hockey. Then Saturday. Yeah. Thursday hockey. Yeah. Uh, then, then Friday with full slate of stuff, including the other, the next game between Colorado and Arizona state, uh, at seven, 50 mountain time central Oklahoma at Utah. We mentioned how big that will be for Utah and for central Oklahoma to try to stay undefeated in WCHL play. It looks like it's going to be a two horse race between UNLV and central Oklahoma. Uh, so we'll, we'll follow that as well. Uh, what other important games, Colorado state, it will be at grand Canyon again and UNLV is in action. I know that they're hosting Oklahoma this weekend and Arizona's hosting Missouri state this weekend. So you're going to have, all three Arizona schools having having games at home this this weekend. So a lot of Arizona's the hockey hub this weekend. We know how we know how much they're the <laughs> hockey hubs. <laughs> they they are the hockey hub okay, uh, this weekend because <laughs> I know the NCA program's in action there too. So yeah, they've got St. Thomas. I'll be there. For you're Friday, gonna be uh, you need to there. split yourself again and, and and be at two places at one time. Uh, and then and then UNLV hosting uh, Oklahoma. We mentioned that. And then Saturday, I believe it's a lot of the it'll be a lot of the same games. Uh, except not the two 
that play. But Liberty is also going to be at Stony Brook this weekend too, so we'll follow that. Oh, that'll be a big one. That'll be Col- a big series. Colorado will be at Arizona State uh, on Saturday. Central Oklahoma at Utah, and Adrian will be at Calvin. Colorado State will be at Grand Canyon, and uh, UNLV will be against Oklahoma. Missouri State hosting or going to Arizona, as we mentioned there. So second game of that. So it looks like, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the Colorado and Arizona State are playing three straight, and I think it's the same for. No, I think I think it's uh, two two out of three, because I think they're gonna like I think Colorado State I think believe. I'm not sure if they play Grand well, Canyon twice and Arizona State once. I don't know. I'm looking at it. Looks like, oh yeah, Col- yeah, yeah. Colorado I think State they rotate. Yeah, Colorado State. I think plays one with Arizona State, and then they go to Grand Canyon for two. Colorado will be at Grand Canyon for a game, and then play Arizona State for a weekend pair. So, yeah, I think that's how it works in that three game when they. Sometimes they do that still, yeah. So. Yeah, and it, it, again, I mean, you might as well if, if the other teams at home, if the other Arizona teams at home, and you can get another game in and and work that out. So that that makes it easier for you. Obviously, the one the single game, Colorado State and Arizona State won't count for WCHL standings, I don't believe. But the two, obviously, with the uh, Colorado State and, and Grand Canyon would, I would imagine, and same with Colorado and Arizona State would, but Colorado and Grand Canyon wouldn't because I think it's just the one gamer. So you are um, correct. I figuring this out. I think I think I figured it out. It was a t- three years we've been we've been really deep in the WCHL. I'm starting to starting to figure out how they do things in this uh, in this conference. It hasn't been easy uh, task. It has not been an easy task because there's been some confusing moments. But I I think I'm starting absolutely. to figure it out. Which means by the time I get it all figured out, they're gonna want to change it all up again. <laughs> they do that on purpose just for us. Yes. Anyway, yes. all right. Well, take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios, the Great West College Hockey Podcast was brought to you by the University of Arizona, ACHA D1 Hockey, a rich history, past, present, and future. By Summer Skates, whether you choose our original red, a custom logo, or our new black shower shoes, show off your game with style at summerskates.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, no one does entertainment destinations better. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, and a world-class education in any of their 300 majors. By M-Drive, real people, real results. Try M-Drive Boost to look and feel your best. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Check out their new location off Boulder Highway in Henderson, 308 North Boulder Highway. Be it a loaded in Vegas dish or a rack of ribs, this is barbecue Las Vegas style. Jury Inn and Suites, our quality and value have earned us 16 straight JD Power Awards. Book your stay at DrewryHotels.com. Liberty University, strengthen your faith, your game, and your education at Liberty.edu. And by Burrito Express, authentic Mexican food fresh from our family recipes with six East Valley locations. The Great West College Hockey Podcast and all of Ice Time Hockey West Podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, on the TuneIn app, Ask Alexa, turn your ITHSW podcast. The Great West College Hockey Podcast is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. I think we got to have this uh, update because I believe we've got some new new partners in there too. We want to we want to recognize too. But uh, yeah. I think uh, Paul Hornstein is going to be sending those your way. I've got the one for our for our pro one that we're going to be starting up at some point. But I believe this one will need to be updated. So we'll get on that and we'll get our new partners recognized as well. But we heard a lot of their ads during the show, so we welcome them as well. 
Absolutely. We'll say goodnight. Little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro, and ask you to tune in uh, Sunday night for College Hockey West Live. And, of course, Monday is Analytics and Eyeballs. Tuesday, College Hockey West Weekly. And Stephen and I will be back again next Wednesday with the Great West College Hockey Podcast. The Pro Hockey West Report is uh, still on hold, but very, very close. So uh, hopefully that'll be... uh, shocking everybody in the in the hockey world very very quickly good night everybody